one of the three people that's closest to you is more fucked up than you think. All right, how's it going? Everybody good? <laughs> Somebody say knowledge. All right, well, it's a full room. I thought, so I'm gonna do something that I've been, if you guys watch, who here follows me on Twitter? Anybody? Okay. Never underestimate, by the way, I haven't been in here for the whole thing. How many of you already own a business? Raise your hand, just so I have a, okay. You're underestimating the power of polling. Polling, Bill Clinton became president, one of the youngest presidents in history, beating George H. Bush because he, before he went to every speech, he would poll the audience and find out what they wanted to talk to. So if you're not polling your audience at least once a month, and there's simple online tools you can send, and even if you only have 100 customers, send them something once a month. I do it on Twitter almost every day. So I'm gonna do a poll right now about what I should speak on, because I have three different talks, okay? And one of the things I learned when I first started in business, sell to the willing. If you are selling things to people who aren't ready to buy, there's a, uh, Will Durant said, woe to the man who teaches faster than somebody's ready to learn. Have you ever met somebody, you're trying to teach them something, they're stubborn and they're not ready to learn? No matter how good of a teacher you are, they're not ready. Some of you are trying to sell products too early. There's no market yet for them. You forgot to poll the audience. So in keeping with that, I'm gonna poll. Here's option number one, how to use the 25 cognitive psychological biases to master social media marketing. That's option number one. Psychological biases to master social media. I do a lot of social media. Number two option is the nine ways to multiply your money. That's about investing, things like that. And the third thing is how to scale your existing business to eight figures. So number, <laughs> that one, okay. So number one, Ray, just raise your hand or make a noise if you wanna do the psychological biases to master social media marketing. Okay, number two, how did I already forget what number two was? What was the number two? The nine ways to multiply your money. Raise your hand. And number three, how to scale your business to eight figures. Okay, even if you didn't participate in that, what I just did, it's obvious number three is the most popular. If you're not doing that continually, I do it almost every day, I promise you, you're that's the first, so I'm gonna start with this. Number one way to scale your business to eight figures. So when I, a little background on me, I, I just posted a tweet, I'll just rehash it to you guys. I started with 100 bucks, a little bit less than 100 bucks, and then I figured out how to make 100 grand a year, and then I figured out how to make 100 grand a month. I remember all these milestones in my life. I can remember what I was doing, where I lived in LA and North Carolina and all this different stuff. Then I remember figuring out how to make 100 grand a week. And then finally, 100 grand a day. 
or more plus 100 grand a day. And now I'm working on the next project, which is how to make 100 grand an hour, 24 hours a day, which is about $850 million a year. I'm not there yet, but that's the progression you should go. I love it, I call it the rule of 10, just I keep adding a zero to my goals. So if you don't know where to be, when I was walking here, so, uh, a guy came up to me and said, Ty, I started following you at 16, now I'm 18. Are you in here? Raise your hand if that was you. I talked to you, right there. And he said, what's your advice to me as an 18 year old? I said, follow this path right here. It's easy to remember. You can tell other people, you can tell your employees, it's not complicated. If you are just starting out, your first goal is just make 100 bucks, ever. Just your first 100. Then, and you can progress, you can then say 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. Just keep adding zeros. And you can change whether it's per day, per week, per month, per year. And you'll see, it's a progression. So when you make 100 grand an hour, you're a multi-billionaire for sure at that level if you're making that much a year. Now, I would guess most of you are between this level right here. So if you're doing 100 grand a year, or this would be roughly 400,000 a month or five million bucks a year. So to get, that's seven figures. We're talking about how to get to eight figures. So that's my background. Let's talk about specifics. They told me to do something very specific and practical. So I hope this is practical. Number one. Pull your audience monthly minimum. Okay, that's the minimum, by the way. There is no maximum. Some of you follow me on Twitter, I've done up to 15 polls in one day on my Twitter. And people are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm smart. You just don't. <laughs> you know what Albert Einstein said? Albert Einstein said the thing about smart people is they seem crazy to stupid people. So sometimes when people think you're crazy, you be like, thank you, I accept that compliment. You're not smart enough to get it. So pull your, who here already pulls their audience monthly? I'm gonna talk specifics on how to do it. Raise your hand. Look at all this money left on the table. By the way, the greatest thing you could ever learn in life is that you're doing something wrong in your business because that means there's a lot of upside. Does that make sense? I did a, back in 2008, I had a business I was making about 100 grand a week, and I went to Jeremy, who was running my split testing, I said, man, I don't think we're split, I read this book called Smart Pricing, write that book down, practical tip, number two. I'm gonna count, hey Cole, I'm gonna count how many practical tips I give in this. That was one, now we're on two. Uh, Smart Pricing is a book by two, I think Wharton professors on how under-tested pricing is. If you ask most people why they price, they just make up stuff, right? Oh, my competitor charges $59. So I read this book and I was like, I'm gonna do it. So Jeremy ran the test, two weeks later he came back to me, and I remember he wasn't at, for some reason he wasn't in LA, but he just called me and he's like, dude, I got the split test results. I go, okay, Is, are they good? He goes, I got good news for you and I got bad news for you. Who here's seen The Godfather? So there's a scene in The Godfather, the original one, where uh, they're all around the table and they, the guy wouldn't accept the offer. And the man, the consigliere who worked for The Godfather said, I need to go fly back. The guy goes, why? And he goes, I work for a man who likes to hear bad news immediately. 
So I told my friend, you got bad news and good news? Tell me the bad news first. I like to hear it immediately. He goes, well, we mispriced our products for the last year and a half. I said, how much money did we leave on the table? He said, well, you'd have an extra $8 million in your bank account if we had ran this test one and a half years ago. And so I was relatively depressed. He said, the good news is now we know how to make an extra $8 million. So for each of you, I got good news and bad news. When I asked about polling, two people raised their hand. So you get to walk away from here. Let's talk about how to do it. Number one, uh, or A, I'm gonna do A, Twitter. You know, I, you guys know that I like kind of rock with different social media at different times. I started with YouTube was my big one first. Kind of figured out how to do YouTube. And I'm, an, I'm kind of a, who here has done their personality test? There's Myers-Briggs. By the way, I'm almost done with the most scientifically validated personality test put together in history. Me and Dr. David Buss built it. It's 100 questions, and I'll pretty much can highly, highly accurately, or I should say accurately predict your future with this test. So one of the tests is, who's here is an introvert? Who here is an extrovert? The definitions of these are all messed up. The true scientific definition uh, de or defining line between extrovert and introvert is not who, who can go to a party or like social events. That's not. An extrovert is oriented outwardly. They have different dopamine receptors in their brain. They are excited by new environments. An introvert is excited by continuing what they're already doing. Doesn't have to be new. Guess what I am? Extrovert. So I figured out YouTube. So I'm like, bah, boring. So then, I mean, I didn't perfect it, but I figured it out pretty decently for myself. And then I jumped over to uh, Instagram, kind of figured out Instagram. Then for Instagram, earlier this year, I jumped over to Facebook. I figured out, I, at one point, I was growing my Facebook likes a million a week. I did four million in a month. So then it got boring, so I stopped kind of focused on Facebook. Now I'm on Twitter. So you, whenever I talk live, I try to tell you what I'm doing right now. So I'm focused on Twitter, and one of the main things I like with Twitter is the polling feature. Can you guys zoom on my phone here? I don't know if that's possible. I'll show you guys. Who here has Twitter app on their phone? Okay, we're gonna go through it together. If you don't have Twitter, uh, why don't you have Twitter would be my question, but. <laughs> By the way, social media is free. People are like, should I do social media? I'm like, should you do free stuff? I don't know, yes. But let, here's what you do. You go here. Oh, you can kind of, can you see? Okay. So let's just type in uh, what should, there we go. So first step, by the way, is you click compose a tweet. Second step, you click this little bar graph on the bottom. There's a bar graph on the bottom. Use the bar graph. That's the polling button, okay? Then I'll say, what should I talk about at this entrepreneur, damn it, <laughs> conference, okay. And I'll say, scaling your business. Now you only have, you have limited characters, you have 25, okay? So one thing I do, if it's a complicated thing, explain the complicated part in your tweet 
Keep your questions for the poll simple because you only got 25 characters. Scaling your business, uh, making money. I'm just making up some here to show you. Can you guys still see? Making money online. And then you got a plus sign there. You can add up to four. So you add the plus sign. Boom. It usually works. There we go. Third one, we'll say scaling your business. We'll just keep it there. Your business business. All right. And then you just press tweet. Now, oh, okay. Uh, thank you. Growing your social media. Okay. And you press tweet and it's up and going. Now, some of you don't have a big Twitter following. Um, and I'm gonna talk about that in a second. Remind me, number two is about how to use uh, one social media platform to get up big on the other one. But you don't need that many, okay? So you probably need to get, my general rule of thumb, write this down, practical tip number three, you need to have a goal of 10,000 followers on all the main platforms, okay? Real followers, not like bots or something like that. So Twitter we talked about, I'll put a little side note, B, goal 10,000 followers on all major platforms. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of them. Don't try to get into what's better than the other. Each is very powerful. Twitter, these polls are very powerful. I, di I didn't value Twitter as much, and now I'm growing my Twitter probably two to 5,000 a day because I see the value in Twitter. Enough, so get 10,000, once you have 10,000 followers or even less, you'll be able to get some level of validation from Twitter. C, who here has an email list of customers? Okay, SurveyMonkey uh, is one company. There's probably multiple ones. Is that what it's called, SurveyMonkey? SurveyMonkey. I, I don't do operations for my co company every, anymore, so sometimes I forget what we're using, but I think that's it. SurveyMonkey. It's free, you send out an email, and here's what you should do. You should be slightly on the annoying side. That's how you know you're doing it enough. There's a rule of thumb, practical tip number 18. If 10% of people who see your website don't complain that your price is too high, it's too low. Remember that. Who here never gets somebody complaining about price? You are, now who here gets a lot of people, 30% per, uh, complaining about price? You're too high. That's a tip from Charlie Munger, by the way. His company's doing $200 billion a year in revenue, pretty good. So with SurveyMonkey, the same thing. If 10% of people that follow you aren't basically like, dude, why do you do too many polls? Why do you do so many polls? You're doing too few. One, this morning, I. Um, this girl that I know wants to help me grow one of my clothing line brands, and she started talking to me, and I said, what do you really want to do? Like, I, she doesn't know how to do an elevator pitch. She's like, the other day I was at a conference, and a guy said, hey, Ty, I was walking back to my room, and he's like, hey, Ty, can I just talk to you? And I was, no, actually, <laughs> that was today. They, two weeks ago, did you guys see on my Snapchat, I, I was on a Comedy Central episode. I'll tell you a funnier story of this. A guy came up to me and says, he's waiting outside my house. So I have security at my house now because people come every single day. But this guy was there from morning under a tree next to my, outside my house. 
So I come outside to shoot this Comedy Central episode thing that I was in, just a little short cameo, and here he comes. And I'm like, who is this guy? We ended up arresting him later. I usually don't arrest people. We had to arrest this kid later. But before we arrested him, he came up to me and he goes, Ty, Ty, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I was like, what, what, what? He's like, I got a business we can do together. So what? He goes, I just, I don't need much time. I just need like two hours to talk to you. I was like, dude, <laughs> I thought I was gonna say two minutes. He said two hours. Um, yeah, we arrested him. He had ridden his bicycle. He was 17 from Fresno to Beverly Hills. You know how far that is? It's so far that halfway there, his bike fell apart. And he was on the side of the road and he hitchhiked. And it's kind of a creepy story. He's like an old guy picked me up and I said, I'll give you my bike if you let me take you home, uh, if you take me to Beverly Hills. And the guy did, which is kind of a crazy move to, to hitchhike to Beverly Hills. And we ended up arresting him because he was still there at two in the morning or something. The police sent him home on a bus to his house. But the point is, um, with these pitches that you're doing, whether it be, what? No, 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 I'm not digressing. The point of these things that I was trying to say is you must get good with the polls at saying a lot in a short period of time, in a short, small amount of words. And that's one of the reasons I say you need to do this monthly because by doing it monthly, you will hone the skill. And by the way, this is the foundation of an eight-figure business. I'm serious. I've launched like seven businesses in the last year. The one that I did the best polling at the beginning is making $50,000 a day and I'm working one hour a month. That's a good, I love that. So survey monkey. Now let's keep moving. Get good. That, by the, the reason I brought up the whole thing is the reason I want you to get good on Twitter too how many characters can you use on Twitter? 140. How many characters can you use in your Twitter polls, did I say? 25. You become a master so that when you meet Bill Gates, when you meet, you know, Naveen Jain that's here, you're gonna be able to say a lot in a short period of term. They're gonna go, how'd you learn to do that? You go, oh, I pull my audience once a month. I've mastered Twitter. I've mastered these survey monkey things. Number two thing, to scale your business to eight figures. You gotta understand the 25, well actually, let me do it this way, because we don't have time to do this. You must master reading people. Beyond anything you can learn from me today, read people. Uh, this is something that I try to be on the cutting edge of the entire planet Earth right now. Um, I'm working with the number one psychologists, the guys who wrote the textbooks for Harvard, using the most cutting edge techniques on reading people. Here's why. Some of you are gonna figure out how to make eight figures in the next year, and somebody you currently trust is going to steal it from you. You think I'm joking? <laughs> somebody, some of you don't know how to read people. Your business partner is going to, I was with a celebrity, very famous comedian, one of the top comedians of the last five years. He made $12 million, his first $12 million. His brother was managing his money and his brother is now wanted as a fugitive because I think he's in the Philippines running from the FBI because his brother just took 12 million bucks. He didn't know how to read people. Also, on the way to scaling up, I basically know of nobody who effectively scales to eight figures as a solopreneur. Who here is a solopreneur? Okay, by next year, if you come to thrive here, if I'm talking again, don't be a solopreneur. The myth, there's a great book uh, called, 
what is it called? It's by Michael Eisner. Just Google. I think it's called Working Together. Practical tip. Read this book. It's the story of how almost every big entrepreneur has a partner, a business partner. To scale to eight figures alone or with a substandard business partner is almost impossible. How do you read people? I've talked about this a lot recently. You got to understand the dark triad. Number one, two, three. Narcissism, Machiavellianism, and what we is commonly called being psychotic or psychosis. The most common you're going to run into an entrepreneur is num they're in order. Number one will be a real problem. Narcissism, the technical definition of it, not doing the mythological narcissist and all that. Narcissism is the inability to see things from other people's point of view. Who here has ever been in a relationship, romantically, friends-wise, business-wise, where you're like, hey, what about my side of the story? And they just, it's all about that. One of the things psychologists find is narcissists can be good people. They actually, at the, if you put a brain scanner on their, on their head, fMRI machine, right? These functional machines that scan the brain, they think differently at a physical level. So when, and narcissism, by the way, is about at least 50% genetic. So that means anything that's genetic and heritable means it's hard to fix. So some of you have to learn the fine art of phasing people out. Literally, write that word down. You're 50% more likely to remember things and put them in action if you write it. Phasing people out. Be and the start with family. There's always one narcissist in the family. Just see them at Thanksgiving. That's enough. They don't need, there's no, blood's thicker than water, but it ain't thicker than common sense. You know? A narcissist will inevitably accidentally take from you. Okay? The second one is slightly more deadly. Machiavellianism is named after, you know, the Italian Machiavelli. Is it better to be loved or feared? A Machiavellian person will not, has a hard time being open and telling the truth. The most likely to lie to you. I think of them as sneaky and cunning. When I do this test, and I've done this test, the dark triad on tens of thousands of people, entrepreneurs, they score horrifically on narcissism. And there's a great, you can just Google it. One of the occupations with the, one of the career choices with the most psychological illnesses is are entrepreneurs and CEOs. So just because someone tells you you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you want to be a business partner with them. Odds are at least 50, it's, it goes 50-50 in my experience. Machiavellianism is more cunning. Psychotic is a lack of empathy. By the way, women are almost never psychotic. All serial killers in the world are men. There, I think there was two in American history and like a thousand men. So women are much more naturally uh, empathetic. These scores are... <laughs> but let me tell you, women, I got good news and bad news for you. <laughs> you are good news on here. Which of these are women a little trickier on? Machiavellian. Women tend to be a little more sneaky than men. Uh, narcissism, it it's infects both genders equally. So there's, you can just Google 
This is a practical tip for you. Every single person here, the closest three people, I call it the closest three test, to scale your business, the closest three, and this does not have to be only business partners. This can be wife, husband, business partner, top employee. Take your closest three, and this week, Google, uh, you can actually, by the way, I put it up on my website, it's completely free. Or, or you can Google it on, if you go to tylopez.com slash quiz, you can take a quiz right there free. If you don't wanna use mine, I'm not pitching it. There's no business angle yet on it. Eventually I'll monetize it. But you can just Google dark triad test. There's some other free websites. But if you can't remember that, tylopez.com slash quiz. Here is the practical way to get everyone loving taking the test. What did I say most people are the most of the psychological ailments? Narcissism, I put these in order. When you tell people, anybody, anybody, you go, hey, I just took this cool quiz that tells me about myself, what do you get on it? People never say no. People love hearing about themselves. 16personalities.com just got 90 million people have taken the test in the last two years. And their test isn't even as good as this dark triad one. So your closest three, even while I'm talking right now, send off tylopez.quit, dot uh, com slash quiz to your wife, your business partner. I'm gonna save some of you from hell on earth. You think I'm joking. This is no joke. I have been able to uncover, and here's the crazy thing. You're not judge. some people go, what, Todd, you're judging me. I'm like, you answered the question. One of the questions is, do you like to bully weak people? Some people say yes on that. They just tell you that they're assholes. So read people. Read people, send this practical tip this week. I promise you, get the screenshots back. One of the three people in your, that's closest to you is more fucked up than you think, <laughs> really. And what did I say the action plan is for people who are more, just phase slowly. And you phase them in proportion to how bad they are. First time I saw the power of this, I had, the, the, I was shooting something. You ever see me go live playing basketball? Any of you? So I had like all these people and this girl brought her friend. And I was like, everybody take this test. And she takes this test and one of, a friend of a friend, this girl comes back. I kid you not. Now the score is one to a hundred. It's like golf. The highest number is worse. Okay, so you, some pe and that's the other thing. I, I made the test so narcissists think they're awesome. They're like, I got a 90, I'm confident. So they'll send you the screenshot. You can't tell them it's bad until they screenshot. See, I'm a little bit Machiavellian there. I, I trick them a little bit. So I give it to this girl and she comes to me and she goes, Ty, I'm like, I, here's my score. I got 195 and 60. Now, when a woman gets high on psychotics, she has major mental problems. So I just, I, just, I just joked with her and I said, have you killed somebody? And no one was around and she got quiet. So I, I was joking. So for like one hour we talked while everyone was playing basketball and I'm the first person she ever admitted that she killed somebody. When she was like 18, a girl always bullied her and she had enough of it and she hit her behind the head with a metal, she's like, she's either dead or in a coma. I'm like, okay, that was the last time that girl was at my house, but it was a great, it was a great thing. Some of you are gonna get some people that come back and I just saved your life, literally, okay? Scale, read people. Next. By the way, it's tylopez.com slash quiz if you want to use mine. 
It's completely free. There's no funnel either. I don't have a way to monetize it, so. But I will soon. So if you do it in a month, it'll still be free, but. Number three, <clears throat> grow your social media. Now, how do you do it? What's the methodology? A, master the 25 cognitive biases. Cole didn't give me enough time to get, go through these. Charlie Munger, different people have chronicled what the 25 cognitive biases are. There's reward, pain, authority, uh, senescence bias, authority bias, association bias, availability bias, Pavlovian uh, liking and disliking. So there's all chemical bias. What happens is <clears throat> if you achieve enough cognitive biases, Okay, and this is not manipulation, by the way. You could use it to manipulate. This is kind of like a pit bull. Anybody here have a pit bull? I have two German shepherds from Germany from the top, you know, attack dog guy in the world. These dogs are great, right? And they can either be used to kill or they can be used to save your life. It's the same thing with the cognitive biases. You can use them manipulatively, and I hope nobody does that, or they can be the most powerful tool you've ever used. So right now, I want everybody to pull up your Instagram, right now, I'm gonna give you a quick social media primer, right now, okay? And a simpler way to think of the, since I don't have time to do the 25, I'm gonna show you something called Vrin score. V-R-I-N. Basically, if you know Vrin score, about one millionth of 1% 1 of entrepreneurs know what Vrin score means. So pull up your foot, let me, Explain what they are. V stands for value. R stands for rarity or how rare it is. I stands for inimitable. And N, sorry, that's an N, stands for non-substitutable. Okay, who here is struggling to grow their social media? Raise your hand. It's just not growing, you're not using it, you're not making it. It's the Vrin score is all messed up on your posts. So, who here knows who Dan Bilzerian is? He's a guy who posts on Instagram. He's not an A-list celebrity, but he has more followers than most A-lists. He has 22 million Instagram followers. His average post gets 500,000 likes, four million video views on Instagram. Okay, his target audience is 16-year-old boys. What do 16-year-old boys value? All the guys here when you're 16? Women, what more specifically? Boobs and guns. What do you notice a lot in TV shows? So what does Dan, Barry, Dan Bilzerian post to his audience? Girls in bikinis shooting machine guns. Now I'm not saying anybody here has to follow that formula, but to his audience, it brings on a one to 10 scale, boobs and machine guns, it's like a 10. Rarity, how many Instagram accounts are posting machine gun? But boobs, one, two. So one to 10, how rare it is. Dan Bilzerian's a 10. Inimitable, here's what inimitable means. It's a fancy way of saying, could you do it yourself? So the average of the 22 million followers that follow Dan Bilzerian, could they just make a few phone calls and get a whole bunch of girls shooting machine guns and bikinis? No, the average person in you know Timbuktu or Nebraska or whatever is like, I don't know how to do that. So in terms of them recreating it, it's very hard, 
okay? So he's a 10. Now, non-substitutable is sometimes get confused with rarity, but you could basically say the entertainment value people are getting from Dan Bilzerian posts, how easily can they get that from any other Instagram? Not necessarily the machine guns, but that, oh, this is awesome, right? And there's really not many substitutes. I would say Dan Bilzerian's probably like an eight there. There are some other things that people like to look at Instagram for. There's some substitutes. Good way to think about it is if you like basketball, but you also like baseball, if they happen to be on at the same time, you might substitute baseball for basketball or football, okay? So Dan Bilzerian, so what's the average of 10, 10, 10, eight? 38 divided by four is? Roughly 9.5. When you have a 9.5 on your posts on your Instagram, you will have 20 million followers. I can mathematically pull any of your guys' Instagram without knowing your face, knowing your follower count. I'll tell you how many followers you have by doing quick VRIN score in my head. Value, rarity, inimitability, non-substitution. So when you pull your audience, remember I said you gotta pull your audience? You discover their values. You discover their values. So some of you are, so I'll give you an example. People follow me for different reasons. I don't post the most, a lot of people post more business stuff than me. There's other entrepreneurs who post more business. Why do I not post all business posts? Some people are like, Ty, I follow you because I wanna learn business and you're posting you know, other stuff. Well, I pulled my audience. My audience is people who wanna see the rewards for being an entrepreneur. There's lots of books on business. You don't have to learn that from me, but you can go to Harvard. A professor will tell you how to do business, maybe better than me, but a professor can't show his life that gets a 16-year-old from stopping play video games to reading books and building businesses. Does that make sense? So I determined, discovered that the values of my customers, they put extremely high value on seeing the lifestyle behind them. So that's why I post there. And I post things that are relatively rare if you follow mine. Now, I would say Dan Bilzerian's probably doing better than me. I would say I try to post things that are, here's the rule of thumb, eight or above. Don't post it if the average of the four is not an eight or above. Okay, who here wants to volunteer their Instagram? Who here is a sucker for punishment? Okay, can I see your phone? All right, we've got somebody. I'm gonna randomly pick, is it open to your Instagram? We're gonna look at this together. I promise you, if you know how to do Vrin score, you guys, this thousand people in this room, you're already ahead of basically every entrepreneur I ever meet, even the big ones. All right, so Driven Motivation Company. I'm just gonna, you guys tell me when to stop so that this is random. If we get internet, I can't even see the thumbnail, so I'll just pick one and let's see. Okay, here we go. Can you see that? It's a Lamborghini. Can we pan over to this? Uh... It's a Lamborghini with a quote. And the quote says, motivation comes from looking at the things you want and realizing what it takes to get them. Okay, I'm gonna show you what's wrong with this. There's some good things and there's some, I got good news and I got bad news for you, okay? <laughs> Are you like, Godfather, you want the bad news first? All right, let's hit the bad news. On a Vrin score, I'm assuming your, your audience is people who want to be motivated. Oh, this isn't yours. So we're gonna flame somebody else. Okay. 
Oh, you want to do? Oh, let's do yours then. Okay. Why'd you open to somebody else's? I just opened as fast as I can. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Let's look at this last post here. Okay. Can we see this, cameraman? All right. It has 91 likes. Is that your average or below? 100. Okay. Can you scale an Instagram account like this to eight figures, 10 million? And got good news and bad news. I got the, here's the good news. There's a lot of upside for you. <laughs> it's all upside, baby. Uh, so remember this. You can have two Instagram accounts. If you want to post so your mom keeps up with you, so your friends keep up with you, make a separate one from your business. People who conquer empires are a little bit ruthless sometimes. Okay, you don't want to be too ruthless, but you don't also, you got to be serious about it. If you want to be serious about scaling to 10, uh, to 10 million or above, you got to have people know who you are and know about your product. And you can't be just posting stuff that your family wants to see and nobody else cares. So value, I don't know, what do, what do people follow? What do you sell? Fitness? Okay, so you have like a, okay. So be very, post this on your Instagram story. You guys know the difference between story and Instagram? This is the main Instagram. The story is the one up in the little corner that disappears after 24 hours. Don't bog down your social media. Look, if they're following you for inspiration, how rare is it to see a couple together? One to 10, throw out a number. One, okay. How hard is it for the average person to post a picture with their significant other? Is, can you substitute and find other things to do on Instagram equally as interesting? One to 10? One. Now value, see maybe your followers like seeing you and your wife or husband, uh, I mean, or um, girlfriend. So they might, you might have a 10, your audience. But what's 10-1-1 average? 10-1-1-1. 14 divided by four is what? 3.5, no chance. I see most people trying to compete with me with social media, I'm like, you got no chance. And I'm not saying that because I'm cocky, because I'm actually watching. Ooh, is somebody gonna catch up? And then I'm like, ah, I can go to sleep. I can sleep well knowing. But now I can't sleep as well because a thousand of you know this. Is this helping you at all? Is this practical enough? Is this practical enough? It's pretty practical, I hope so, okay. All right, grow your social media. Number four, <clears throat> I don't think I'll get to all nine, unfortunately. I got nine of these, but four. Let's talk about traffic, marketing. I rarely talk about this, but I will talk about this. Who here can take people from not knowing who you are to buying from you on the same visit to your website? Really good at that. My, I think two hands up. Okay, to get to eight figures, 10 million or above in revenue, you have to be able to have a funnel that's convincing enough. Let me tell you a story. I was just in New York City, if you watch my Snapchat. I went with my buddy to see the Book of Mormon, the Broadway show, and I went with a guy and I never post a picture with him. He's the most secretive guy 
in America, but I think he's the best marketer in the world, in my experience. Um, he makes about, he, he got businesses online, he doesn't put his face on them, but he makes six million a month net, okay? That's a lot of money. Very few people make 67, 70 million bucks a year. And one of the things we talk about is this cold traffic, and he laughs because he's like, nobody's up to the challenge of converting, building a funnel that converts cold tra traffic. You know how long he takes to build his cold traffic funnels before he launches them? He'll test them right away, but before they're done, one year. See, the wise general is not just the general who always takes action. Some of you have seen me being in little friendly debates with other entrepreneurs that talk about work and grind and hustle. My friend's laughing all the way to the bank. All these entrepreneurs running with their head, like a chicken with their head cut off, work, 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 work. Work is 20% of the formula, by the way. If you wanna know the scientific answer to is hard work needed, it's called industriousness by psychologists. It's 20% of the formula, 25% you could say. In the hexaco formula of your personality, there's one called conscientiousness, which breaks down into four. I don't, I, if I had more time, I would show you, but the four are prudence. That's the ability to be street smart and make good decisions. That's 25% of the formula of wealth, prudence, okay? Number two is diligence. That's the hard work industriousness. That's 25%. Number three is perfectionism. My friend's a perfectionist. One year to build a cold traffic funnel, and then it converts. And then he, it lasts for about two years. He works for one year and then can take two years off. And then it will stop working, you gotta revamp the funnel. Uh, and the last one is organization. World War II, we had generals that were more organized. Does anybody know who the general was in World War II? Eisenhower. You know what Eisenhower's background was? Master of behind the scenes organizational planning. So if you wanna to get to eight figures, it's all that has to come into this cold traffic. You have to be able to take your social media following that you're building by using, increasing the Vrind score that I talked about, posting more interesting things. Every, out of every 20 you post, one of them will go viral randomly. You get followers in, you get more people following you. They're up here at the top of the funnel. Now, what makes people who don't know you buy from you? What's the rule of thumb? What would you guess is the amount of time it takes the average woman to sleep with a new guy that she meets in the United States? There's real science on this. Somebody said three dates. Be more, be more of a perfectionist with your answers. I'm testing you. This takes the perfectionist mind. You wouldn't want to do it by dates because some dates are five minutes and some dates are, what is a better unit to be thinking about? Hours. So how many hours? Raise, it, raise your hand if it's less than one hour. The average woman, okay? Not just slutty women, the average woman, okay? All right, who thinks it's five hours or below? Who thinks it's 10 hours or below? 20 hours or below. We can tell where people are in different parts of the United States. <laughs> all the guys from LA were like, under one hour. All, all the people from Omaha, Nebraska were like 20, 20, and all the women were raising their hand around 20 hours. I saw that, I see you. Uh, the the, hour, the uh, answer is seven hours. 
So guys, some of you need to go on longer dates. And some of you need to go on lots of micro dates. Same effect. They found it doesn't matter if it's one long date or seven, you know, one hour dates. Um, and think about it, it's kind of logical. The average date is what, two to three hours? And on average, you guys ever watch The Office? When Michael Scott meets Holly, he's like, it's our third date. You know what that means, sex, that's what he says. But so he was right, you know, three, two or three hour dates, you're at seven hours. With cold traffic, I, my guess is it's very similar. That there's some psychological mechanism that we, that we inherited in our DNA that we don't trust people for about seven hours. So practical tip of the day is what? How do you convert people to, this is money down here at the bottom, we need a funnel that's how long? Now, as a trick question, I could tell who's perfectionist. That's not quite the right way to think about. It could be a funnel with just one seven hour interaction, right? Or it could be a funnel with lots of 15, 10, 20, 30 minute interactions. Now, am I saying that it always takes seven hours? Yes. And I think that's low ball. Some people are gonna argue, oh, I got people buying from me. I'm like, I, whenever people argue with this statistic, I'm like, I can guess how much money in your bank account. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm getting all these sales. I'm like, how much? It's like 50 grand. I'm like, that's not eight figures. Okay, We're, this is an eight figures conversation. Things, you ever heard rappers say there's levels to this? There's levels to this. There always will be a small amount of people that will buy from you um, when your marketing sucks. They just vibe with you right away. But practical tip, write this book down. By next year, all of you should have read all these books I'm mentioning. These are classics. One of them is called Crossing the Chasm. Crossing the Chasm, it's one of the most studied business books. It explains exactly this psychology. It basically says that there's five types of customers. There's, uh, there's uh, pioneers, early adopters. Those are your people who buy when your marketing sucks. But then there's a chasm that businesses fall into and die as they try to get to eight figures because most people are what's called pragmatists. And pragmatists only buy when two of their friends have bought before. But what comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do you get the other two friends to buy if those two friends won't buy if their two friends didn't buy? So that's the chasm of death. iPhone, which is now you know, the core product of the number one company in history, Apple, who here has two friends that buy an iPhone? Everybody, the whole world. So guess how many iPhones have been sold? Two to three billion. See, they cross the chasm. And so what happens is, have everybody here, do you think if you added up the cumulative time that you've seen somebody with an iPhone, seen a billboard, been in an Apple store, heard Steve Jobs, has it, you think maybe it's been seven hours of your life? Yeah. I mean, it's seven hours just looking around. Everybody has iPhones. So the cold traffic funnel for Apple is just insanity. It's just like, bye, 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 bye. You go on these Apple stores, these retail per square foot, they're making more money than almost any business in history. 
So for each of you, I want you to think about the average person who's in your solar system in business. Are they with you a lot? Sometimes people are like, Ty, what are you posting on your Snapchat? Like, I, I thought I was following you for business tips and I'm why? Well, oh, there's Rome and there's Zach and there's basketball and there's dogs and there's Lamborghinis and there's girls and there's, I'm like, but you're following me, right? See, people don't even realize that the next thing you know, they know everything about you. I come up to people, people are like, how's your grandma? I'm like, do I know you? And they're like, no, but I know you because I'm following hours. So one of the takeaways, I'm gonna give you just a couple of practical takeaways. My, I saw my timer just went up. Cole, do I need to run off here right away? Number one. You're good, You're good bro. You guys okay with me going a little longer? Okay. You need longer content. Almost every one of you has too short of, your homepage video, it's too short. There's no limit. Three hour will do better than three minutes. It will. You can argue with me all you want. I can show you numbers. Theoretically, there is a limit, but I don't think you'll ever reach it, okay? The more I post, the more people, the more people go on a seven hour date with me, the more people I can sleep with their bank account, sleep with their wallet. To make 10 figures, I mean eight figures, you guys are gonna have to sleep with a lot of people's bank account. And humans are risk averse. They ain't, women take seven hours because they're risk averse. Some animal species, they meet you know, the other bug or whatever in five minutes, they're like, oh, we're good. Because their life's short. The average woman's gonna live 80, 90 years. She doesn't wanna sleep with everything that moves. Neither do your customers. The average person's gotta figure out how to be on this planet financially for eight, 80 years. They're not gonna spend their money with you if they don't know you that well. So longer content. That's just the simple. Number two, video content. Blogging was great in, you know, 1843. <laughs> Welcome to 2017, okay? I love bloggers, because I vlog, and vlogging beats blogging. And some people, now I'm not saying you don't make money in blogging, you can make money in lots of stuff, but vlogging beats blogging. So vlogging, if you don't know, is video blogging. Traditional blogging is writing articles. Is there a place for writing articles? Yes. Is it better than vlogging? No, hell no. But never argue too much with somebody who disagrees with you when you're trying to help them make money because why are you gonna create a competitor when you don't have to? Warren Buffett says, if it wasn't for the stupidity, he, him and Charlie Munger, business partners, look at each other and they go, if it wasn't for the stupidity of the world, we wouldn't be so rich. If more people vlogged, it would be harder to make money. So some of you will catch the train and some of you won't. If you're afraid of the camera, let's talk about this camera. This camera right here, this is actually, I keep the one with me that was up in my, it's up in my hotel room. It's a green one, it's the same one I had. 2015, I came back from London, Nathan, where's Nathan? Oh, he's in the back. Um, he, uh, I was in London and I had ordered like 50 books. I, sometimes I go on these little book rampages on my Amazon app, and he, he was my assistant and called me and said, Ty, I got 50 books and all the bookshelves in your house are full. And I said, buy books, bookshelves, and put them in the garage. I come back, one, it was a Sunday night, it was January, I think 24th, 2015. 
and I was like supposed to go to a movie with my friend Alex, and he's a he's a entrepreneur that he just passed making a, he's made a billion dollars now in the last years. And he makes about a million bucks a day in his first business. So he's a sharp guy, I respect. And at one time I said, let's go to the movies. And he said, Ty, recreation is overrated. And every once in a while I remember that saying, recreation. So that night, January 24th, I come back. Nathan had set up bookshelves in my garage. I had a phone and I was like, and I was like I'm gonna start vlogging. I had been at a conference like this and someone said vlog more. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this bad boy. Same, this is an otter box. If you want a practical tip, otter box is badass. You'll never break your phone with an otter box. I should get equity in that damn company, but. So I took my phone and I walked in the garage and I, I was like, what should I say? And I was like, here in my garage, <laughs> just got this new Lamborghini. And I said, I like to drive it up here in the Hollywood Hills. The reason I said that is because I wanted people to know, like people always ask where I live. And I was in a garage, so you couldn't see. So I was like, I'll say Hollywood Hills. And I was like, I didn't, didn't want to be too materialistic. And so I go, but you know what I like more than these books? I mean, these, this car? Books. And all of a sudden, that video, if you count, depends if you count full views or impressions, is in the billions. It's probably the most watched video outside of music videos in history. Vlogging. People want to argue with me if it's powerful. I'm like, people lie, but numbers don't. Show me your numbers. I'll show you something. I, I got a cool little thing. This is YouTube app, by the way. Download the YouTube creator app. Write that down. Practical tip number 43. YouTube, it's, it's not the regular YouTube app. It's a free app called YouTube Creator. You can manage all of your YouTube channel. Here's my analytics. You guys will see the actual no BS. Always look at watch time, write that down. Don't look at your total number of views, look at the minutes watched. Because remember, it's not how many dates you go on, it's the amount of hours with the girl, right? It's not because a lot of times people will view a video for, let's say there's a video that's a minute long and it gets a billion views. That's not as good as a video that's, you know, gets five million views, but the average person watches it for an hour. So here's my views since, this is basically since uh, that January. Can you see that? You see this number right here? Can you? One billion minutes I just passed. That's only YouTube. On Facebook and Instagram might be two billion total. And, and I'm not saying that to show off because there's people that got a lot more than me, but long video is powerful. When I walk down the street now, people come up like, I remember you from YouTube. Much more, so let me, let me uh, give you guys a, how much actual time do I have, Cole? Because I don't want to be rude to the next people. But I, I got a, some good stuff for you guys that I rarely talk about. I'm on a little roll here. Where is Cole? Is Cole around? Let me show you. <laughs> you saw that video. Um, let me show you the order of priority for social media, by the way, that I recommend. Different people got different opinions. This is my opinion, okay? So take it or leave it. Number one and two, I consider almost neck and neck, okay? So this is the top tier two, okay? YouTube, 
and Insta, okay? Now, this, by the way, is not for cold traffic. This is for you branding yourself so that by the time people see your cold traffic ads, they already remember you. See, when people see my, I've made a million bucks in a day with, no mar, with hardly any marketing spend. Why? I launch a program, I've got a business, I go, who wants to buy it? And people are like, I've watched you for years. Think about fishing. Not to, hopefully this is not a disrespectful analogy for your customers, but does the wise fisherman pull on the hook right when it's about to go in the mouth? Or do you let the thing sink and sink and sink? You get it in there far enough, you don't have to be a good fisherman. They hook, you can just basically pull and just like walk with the fishing rod and if it's in there enough, it's gonna come right out. You must be a f very skilled fisherman if you're always barely having the hook in the mouth. So my business strategy that you guys can adopt if you want is use social media to prep people so that when they see your cold traffic funnel, when they see your ads on Facebook, when they see your retargeting ads, they already trust you. So YouTube and Instagram, here's why. YouTube is where you, there's no time limit. You guys could literally, and some of you should do a one hour video. In fact, I'm gonna do a one hour challenge. I've never done this. One hour challenge in the next month. You record one hour of you. I don't care if you hold the camera this way. I don't care if you put it on a tripod and walk around or you have somebody else film. Just use a camera by the way, uh, camera phone, please. The one hour challenge is not complicated. It's just your iPhone. If you don't have a good iPhone, invest in a good one. Uh, at least try to get the seven if you can. The cameras are getting a bit. One hour challenge, just you. It can be talking, it can be what. Just watch what it's gonna do for your business. Because a lot of people won't watch the hour. But the people who do, guess what? They know you, they love you, okay? So YouTube is what I call long form nirvana. This is like heaven for you as a marketer because there's no time limit. You can upload a 16 hour YouTube video now. There used to be time limits, do whatever you want. Number two, Insta is credibility because what do you think, who here, has ever heard about somebody and then gone and checked their Instagram to see how many followers they have. Realistic, yeah, exactly. Like, it's insane. Coca-Cola is such a smart company and so stupid at the same time. I have 600,000 more followers than the Coca-Cola, the number one brand in the world. It's nuts that the, they spend three billion on marketing and they forgot about Instagram. What is, if it wasn't for the stupidity of what? You wouldn't be able to get so rich. Anytime you see big brands doing stupid stuff, it's opportunity, serious opportunity. My friend made a, 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 a drink company. He just did $100 million in revenue in his third year, only using Instagram to promote it. He's gonna, Coca-Cola's gonna have to buy him. His goal is they're gonna have to pay him a billion dollars. Coca-Cola could have just spent 100 million on marketing and would need to buy him. So. Insta's credibility. Try to get 10,000 Instagram followers first. YouTube, don't worry about subscribers as much. It's, it's the hardest one to get subscribers. So this one's kind of a bitch. I'm right at a million, almost a little under a million. Number three and four, okay, would be Facebook. Even though I don't love Facebook, it's just so big you can't ignore it. There's two billion members, okay? but. 
I really love Snapchat, but if your audience is not young, Snapchat isn't so important. So if your most of your audience is over 30, okay, so I'm gonna put, this is if below 30, your average customer. If your average customer is above 30, don't worry about Snapchat right now. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's your next tier. Then Twitter and podcast. I put podcast last. I do think podcasts are important, but I look at the top players, the very top guys like Joe Rogan, they ain't making that much money. So we're talking about a money maker. They are making good money, but for the top person to make 15 million bucks a year, that's not that great, right? The top of the top, that's your upside. But podcasts, I'm not knocking podcasts. I, I'm focused, I'm focused. If you notice, I've done these in this order, and now I'm focused on my podcast. I, got, I just got on Spotify and my Twitter. So do it in this order. Notice there's three chunks. If your audience is over 30, remove Snapchat and bump Twitter up into here, okay? If you have an older, or you can do even podcasts. These are very neck and neck to me. I would consider these equal. I would, if your audience is young, put Snapchat above Facebook. Who here has a young audience? Anybody? Yeah, Snapchat's way more. Ain't nobody on Facebook who's young. I mean, really, that's an old man thing. Okay, <laughs> old woman thing. All right, any last questions? I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap because I gotta head out here. I hope I gave you, yes, question. Hashtags are overrated. Completely ignore all things about hashtags for the love of God. <laughs> Be careful of getting your advice from people who have 10,000 Instagram followers. I, I mean, there's people selling Instagram courses, they have no following. I'm like, why would you buy that course? <laughs> it, hashtags, I've tested, I can't get any difference on anything. No matter, I got people like, I had a guy send me a cheat sheet. He's like, this hashtag list right here will double your likes. Never's worked. I, it, I never even got one extra like from it. So I don't know what they're talking about. Theoretically, it's important. You wanna get on the Instagram Explore page. That has nothing to do with hashtags. If it was that easy, everybody would reverse engineer it and be on the homepage. It's not that. Yes. Let me get, let me get that mic so I, I can be sure I don't miss what you're asking here. Hi, Ty. Hey. <laughs> uh, so to clean up our social media, should we go like all the way back and like start deleting stuff? No. Okay. Leave it. Be transparent. You can go back to my original Instagram and be like, yo, I used to get 100 likes. People like the story. This is America, boy. Nothing is better than the story of the come up. Never be afraid to tell your come up stories. Yes. Okay, sorry. What do you think about Facebook Live? Facebook Live's good. I would put live about here, okay? I'd put live somewhere around here. Probably third tier. I've tested it. I mean, I played basketball the other day. I had 500,000 people watching me, which is cool, but I, it never turns into that much money. So it's important. By the way, email would be up here, but I don't consider it social media. Email is, this is the triumvirate, you know, power thing. Yes, wherever the mic is, you just put them there. There's gonna be a lot of what questions. What do you think about Facebook Watch? The Facebook Watch? 
no, the fa the Facebook watch um, watch now. It's like the new video form is going against YouTube. Um, never be the first or the last to try a new idea. It's too early for me. It's like Bitcoin. I wait a little bit. You know who makes all the money? Not the first or the last. First social media network made no money. The second one made a lot. And the third one is almost the richest man in the world. Be the third in everything. Yes. Hey, Ty. Looking for a practical tip. 65 for the audience, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you brought up Instagram earlier and the uh, Vrin measurement scale. And then you measured somebody's picture. Would you be able to go back and tell us what you would do differently to make that picture better? Okay, how do you make, what was your name? How do you make Marshall's picture better with his wife, um, you and your wife jumping out of an airplane together with your face going like that? That's instantly more rare, instantly more inimitable. Okay, if your audience is like high performers, high performers value like people on the edge. Value goes up, non-substitution. So that one probably jacks you up to like a seven or an eight. Yeah, let me tell you this, this is important. You know why I do social media? Always have two reasons to make money. One is materialistic, but never be more than 50% materialistic with anything you do. The other part I do social media, it forces me to be interesting. Sometimes I look at my Snapchat and I'm like, I'm doing the same thing every day. That's boring. I'm like, what can I do that's crazy? Oh, I can go business network here. I can jump on a plane and go to Palm Springs. Oh, I can take my dogs and try to train them to, you know. It doesn't always have to be expensive. Use your social media to become interesting so that your bucket, man, I've already crossed off a few bucket lists of my life. Yes. To go back to the polls that you were talking about. Yes. With the subject of the poll, how often would you bring it back? Because it's obviously going to change at some point. Yo. Yeah, I'm, last question. How often do you poll in terms of the same things? 10% of people should find you annoying. So uh, often enough that 10%, if no one ever says, why are you repeating this? No one ever complains. You're not doing the same thing over and over enough. If 50% of people go, oh my God, you're posting the same poll over and over. Um, it's too much, but I post the same thing a lot. I would say that once a month on Twitter is a minimum. Try to do one a week. So anyway, I'm gonna Snapchat real fast and you guys can, what was it? All right, what'd you guys think of the talk? Woo!